You're listening to the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com podcast. Hey, I'm Mike Stout. And I'm Heidi Rue. We're both full-time voice talent and owners of Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com. AVS is a recording and training studio in Atlanta with virtual options available to join. And ProVoiceOverTraining.com offers on-demand video resources to better your voiceover career. Our purpose in creating both of these is to give you the resources you need to create the career you want. And that's exactly why this podcast exists as well. Each month, we bring on an expert to share their industry knowledge, insight, and helpful tips. Visit AtlantaVoiceOverStudio.com and ProVoiceOverTraining.com for more great resources. Hi, and happy holidays. Thank you so much for listening to the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com podcast. If you love this podcast, if you've gotten some stuff out of it, we would so appreciate a review or just a share with a voiceover friend or on your social media. That would mean so much to us. Today's episode is a little different than most because we actually took snippets from something that Mike and I did back in November. We called it VO Insights, and it was I don't know, a discussion, I guess, um, that we offered for free. And it was about kind of the state of the industry this past year. It's been a weird year with the SAG strike and with talks of AI. And that has impacted our industry greatly. There's been a lot of changes. As people that have been in the industry for a while, those changes always come. And it's really about how do you deal with that? And that's what creates a sustainable voiceover career. And so That's been our whole goal, is to help you create the VO career that you want. And so we think that having these open, transparent conversations are really vital to that. So we wanted to share with you some of the snippets. We couldn't do the whole thing, and I'm so sorry, but it was almost two hours long. The first thing that we're sharing today is a specific challenge that Mike and I have seen. We had a decrease in auditions, decrease in opportunities, and decrease in bookings this year more than we have seen in a while. And so we sh- both shared what we did in light of that and how we kind of pivoted our own career when we realized that was what was happening. So we shared that, but then we also got a lot of great questions from the participants, like, has anybody seen any success from backstage? And then how to deal with disappointment? Um, what's the best way to communicate with your agent? And then advice in applying to agents in different regions. And then how do you find the voiceover coach that's best for you? So we share all of those in this episode today. I hope that you find it very valuable. And with that, here you go. This is a tag team because the first challenge is something that Mike and I both dealt with. Now, we have been uh, in the voiceover business, making a full-time income. And when I mean full-time income, it's like we can survive on this. We don't ever give out exact numbers. We make more, we made more in rate, or we made more in voiceover than radio. <laughs> and we were able to, you know, have a great income from the very beginning when we left radio, um, is what I can tell you. And it has increased every single year. This year, however, has been a weird year. We have had ups and downs throughout our career. But this year, there's just been, we've seen lower quantity of auditions and opportunities come through. And Mike and I both, it's just been a weird booking year for us, like overall throughout the whole entire year. I see some heads uh, nodding. (laughs) Same thing. I'm looking at you, Diana. Yeah. Yeah. 
And there's a couple of different reasons, like across the industry, obviously, that that because of that, uh, the strike. Um, I know that so many people probably think, oh, it the strike is dealing. It's not dealing with commercial stuff, you know, not really affecting voiceover, but it it did. There was a lot of people that weren't spending money on, you know, ad campaigns. And and uh, I spoke with one of my agents just last week and I said, has this year been weird? And he's like, F yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so his, his thought on it was part of it is also a residual um, that's finally taking effect from COVID when everybody was at home and all the businesses were, you know, kind of shuttered and then people were getting money. And then a lot of big companies, you know, they took the money and ran. They just CEOs bolted, and now a lot of that stuff is cutting back, and and so the work is is less. So it's it's probably like the perfect storm. Yeah, there's probably several reasons um, that go into that. AI also could be a, a big part of that, which we we do want to talk about that and part of this. Um, but it, it was something that for Mike and I, we both kind of were like, oh, okay, wait. We have more time during the day, but that makes us a little anxious because we're used to not having a lot of time in the in the day. Um, and so at first it was really nerve-wracking, but then at least I know for me, I'll, I'll share uh, or I'll let Mike share how he dealt with it. But I was like, okay, wait a minute. I'm going to utilize the time that I do have to focus back on my business and so there are several specific things that I did that I have seen, um, you know, good rewards from. First of all, being able to have that time to create content for social media so I can test things. It, I've always created the content, but it's been harder to have time to just throw things out to test, to see what works and, you know, what gets the, the eyes and what gets the interactions. So that's been really huge. The second thing that I did was reach out to past clients and just, I've always done that, but even more so now. And it's been something very simple, like just on LinkedIn or um, mainly through LinkedIn, sometimes through email, um, you know, I'll write them a handwritten note. I just started kind of um, just going back to that personal one-on-one and, and using that time to go, okay, if I have an extra 30 minutes, I'm going to go and look and see what has this person been up to and and then be able to ask them about it. Oh, I just saw that you moved companies. How's it been going? Congratulations, you know? Um, and so that really has been huge value for me. Um, the third thing is, is that I created an accountability group with some of the instructors here at Atlanta VoiceOver Studio. And that has been awesome. We just meet once a month, and it has been just so great to keep that motivation and keep that accountability of what we're doing. Um, fourth, I took an acting class, and I rarely have time to take acting classes, and I was able to do that through Get Taped, who's here. It was a wonderful, wonderful class all about self-tapes, and um, it was awesome. And then five, coach, and then focus on my quality over the quantity. During the fall, typically Mike and I are swamped with auditions and bookings every day to where we're here really late. And it always just feels like, I got to get this in because I've got, you know, five more that I got to get in right now too. And so I've been able to really focus on the quality and that has been really helpful even for me and being able to step back and make sure that I'm doing everything I need to do. 
And then the sixth thing is, is I did a huge rebranding thing. I, my new website should be up any day now. Um, and I did a bunch of rebranding and that was so helpful. I didn't need to change my branding. It worked still. But what I did is I refined it and I made sure that everything across my channels reflected that. And there is something that Mike said to me about it because he was like, because I, I spent a lot of money on it. And he said, um, he said, Heidi, are you sure? Like, what is, what is the ROI on here? I mean, I'll just tell you guys. I was asking as a husband <laughs> rather than a voiceover talent. <laughs> but you spent what? Did <laughs> I spent a lot of money? But she got a free coffee mug out of it, so there's that. <laughs> um, just on the graphics and things like that. But yeah. what it, it was looks great, though. is it gave me an internal ROI that I so needed, and I think that we all need as voice talent when you get into this state where it's like, okay, I'm not booking as much. You start questioning yourself. You start questioning what you are bringing to the table. And as voice talent, I think each one of us needs to be so clear and so confident in what we are bringing to the table um, every time we step up to the mic. And so that's what that gave me. And that was just huge. And that just sparked something in me, especially the further along in your career that you go. It's all about the nuance. Like mm. when you're getting in with the top tier casting directors and the top tier agents who are sending you on these big projects and the bigger projects, it's not about this big grand thing. It's if you can dial stuff in and how good you can do that. Mm. So that was part of it. Very worth yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Cadden says, Essie has a question. So yes. Essie, if you want to pop on there. Yes, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Come on down. She's just trying to find her mute. Can we unmute? I just wanted to say one more thing about if any of you guys are in a season where you're you feel like you're not booking as much, or um, you know, or if you've had those times, because if you if you're in this industry long enough, you definitely will have those times for sure. Um, but one of the things that um, it, it's easy to do, or I I wrote down for myself, is when opportunity doesn't knock at your door, you have to knock at its door. And I think it's just a great way to remind ourselves that when we feel like um, we don't know why things are happening, we can't figure out, you know, can't figure out the reason, um, it just kind of shifts our perspective to go, okay, what can I control? What can I do to try and bring that opportunity to me? Um, and that's what I've been doing is like, what actionable steps can I do to truly bring more opportunity my way? And she's way better at uh, at thinking through processes and putting up systems and whatnot than I am. I've I've always been a guy who kind of flies by the seat of my pants by gut. It's like, oh, I feel like this time I should be doing this. I feel at this time I should be doing this. So know yourself. Um, that's worked for me. It, I've had to change it around, and and I've learned so much from her with running the studio. It's like, okay, we can't just fly by this. We need to practice. You know, we need to put these guardrails up just so that one, I don't drive her nuts. And then two, so that we're super serving the, you know, you guys mm -hmm. uh, even better. So we've all got something to learn. You know, we're great at, at what we're great at. And then we just try and get better at the other stuff. Um, moving on. So my challenge was similar to Heidi's lower quantity of auditions and opportunities from some agents uh, some weeks, but simply not booking what I used to. I'm basically, to be honest, I've booked half 
what I did last year. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that I've booked this year has been mostly, it's, it's not been the big stuff. It's been, now they're asking for demos. So many demos. So when I say, not my demo, but they're, I'm auditioning for demos. So it's something that they'll record and then they send that off to the client so that the client can hear what it's like. And those only run, if you know, they only run, you know, a few hundred bucks. Can't survive off that unless you book a ton. So um, the good news in that is that, okay, I'm still booking. Uh, but I, I incorporated some of what, what Heidi did, but for me, um, I used my time to work on my, the business side, uh, focusing on the clients. Do I need swag? I'm a big person. We're both big people about sending out swag and I send out good swag because especially with the higher clients that I have, just because it's like, Hey, I appreciate you taking, taking me on with this. Here's something that, and when I pick out stuff. I want to pick out stuff that I would use. So it's varied from uh, tumblers uh, with my logo on it to, um, shoot, what's the other stuff? Small stuff. Doesn't have to be expensive. Lipstick, chapstick, you know, margarita flavored chapstick. People all over the place love chapstick. Um, Just don't, if you're a female, don't put your like face on there because I did that. And one of the guy's (laughs) wife was like, Hey, who's Heidi and why do you have her chapstick? I was like, totally oh, I did not that. think that through. <laughs> so swag is one of the, the main things. Um, financially, uh, I had to figure out, okay, if this is all that I'm making right now, and, and if you've been in this business any, <laughs> any amount of time, you realize that you have to put some away for the rainy days. And so- that's the one thing I'm like, okay, how long can I survive if this is what I'm going to be booking? Mm. And it's good because it's it's realistic. It's like, okay, I can work with this. I don't have to go get, you know, three side jobs yet. We're good. Um, and then the odds are things are going to change. Nothing lasts forever. So that's some encouragement there. Things can change. Uh, what was the other thing? Uh, coaching was another one, just like Heidi. Getting things in order and organized for when it does hit. I can't, it's been years since I've had actually downtime to be able to think about that stuff, whether it's organizing stuff on my desktop, whether it's organizing my client lists, whether it's figuring out who I need to send stuff to. So, from that aspect, it's been wonderful. Um, And then finally, uh, also order my past clients. What did I do? Oh, order. Yeah, just get everything in order. That's what that was. (laughs) So, the same thing with with what Heidi said. When you take control of the things that you could take control over, it empowers you. Mm-hmm. It gives you a sense of controlling the stuff that you can, and then it makes the other stuff a little bit easier to handle. Okay, I can, I'm not going to be able to handle everything. It's just not possible. So mm-hmm. it empowers you in that time. Um, and it also can take you out of the worrying and stressing. You know, you find out what you need to do, and it kind of keeps your mind busy. And not stressing so much. Uh, and bottom of bottom line is things are going to change and we hope sooner rather than later. Yeah. So yeah. I could say something about backstage because I used to have a membership on them for on-camera stuff Yes, years and years ago. Even if you don't have a paid subscription, they will still look for you and they can send you some auditions, but you can't respond to those unless you have an active membership. However, if they give the name and if you want to pursue it, you can find them on LinkedIn. 
Mm-hmm. And I've done that a few times and it has worked out. So Smart, overall, Laura. Though, the opportunities on backstage are going to be very amateurish. You're going to find a lot of student productions, even for voiceover. And you're going to find big, heavy budgets of zero. <laughs> so take it for what it is. So if you're yeah. starting out, it's a great place yeah. to, to get some experience then. My question is, um, how hard is it to, well, first of all, do you guys like offer like showcases in a way for like, like voiceover talent or like bring in um, agents or um, how hard it is to like be represented by like bigger agents for like bigger opportunities? Because um, I don't think my agent gets like opportunities for like some animation stuff like Mm. Family Guy, for example, or, you know, like big, big like animation Disney and stuff like that. So sure. Yeah, we do have it's we don't call them showcases, but we call them industry mm-hmm. pro workouts. They're offered mm-hmm. virtually, so people can join from wherever they're at. It's first come, first serve. We only have 15 people that are participants. Mm-hmm. It's $45, so it's really mm-hmm. affordable. And we bring in agents or casting directors. Um, in January, we have casting director Terry Berlin um, that's mm-hmm. going to come and join. You get to do at least... At least one script, we try and do two scripts um, mm-hmm. where you can read for the the casting director or agent, and then you get to ask them questions at the end. So that is a way that we um, we wanted to do to where we could offer something that's really affordable for you to create that relationship. And a ton of people, I know that, I think that there's some people here. Um, Laura, have you booked with um, Jim Kennelly from Lotus? Um. No, not but booked, Rachel but you've gotten them. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. I, they're terrific. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, I got my new voice over agent. Now it's not so new, but I got them through that. So I have to say thank you again. Yeah. Heidi, no, I just put down a little note. I love Industry Pro Nights. Mm. To me, it's the best thing you guys offer. Mm. And the people are amazing. And I really get a lot Even out of it. over our beginner voiceover intensive that you took with us, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. There was no beginner intensive voiceover when I began. <laughs> you guys in a teeny tiny room. Yeah, yeah, it's so That's true. Right. It's so true. Well, thank you, Laura. Yeah, so William, it is a it is a fun thing. And the only way that you can sign up is if you are subscribed to our email newsletter because we put it in that, uh, the link to sign up, um, just because we want it to be people that have trained that, you know, our talent mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, that are kind of pursuing this pretty seriously. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, okay. this isn't about that, but Cadden put in the notes too. We also have uh, agent rep prep. We've got it, the on demand version where Heidi and I teach it at provoiceovertraining.com. And then we've got a live version that Chloe we brought on to, uh, to mm-hmm. teach it. And she's starting back up in January. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the industry pro nights are, are really cool. Heidi does a, a great job of reaching out. And, and it, it's just one of those ways that, that you can connect in a way that you never could in otherwise. So I wish we could take more people in there, but you know, they fill up fast. So, yeah. And we (laughs) specifically try and do it smaller. So you actually have that, you know, the smaller, the, the group, the more that that agent or casting director can remember you. And that's kind of the point. We want you to create that relationship, you know, create that connection. Mike, you, you had a a great, uh, a zinger there. Um, and you were talking about how taking improv classes, uh, is something that kind of spurred a question, that I've had for a while where what other kind of 
things. I know I've got my plate full and with what I'm going to be taking with you guys, but what other instances of outside of like voiceover training would you recommend from improv? I've heard singing lessons. I've heard quite a few different ways of just brushing up on skills. What kind of, I don't say non-traditional, but non-voiceover training do you guys like to recommend or do yourselves? Uh, first of all, great wall behind you. I love that look. <laughs> Thank um, you. It's covering a massive hole uh, <laughs> of a drywall uh, patch job that went wrong. So uh, a little makeup on the pig. Uh, there you, you go. <laughs> Whatever works. Um, so for your question, yeah, I, you know what? I will always say improv, and, and we already touched on that. Um, acting classes, singing can. Quite honestly, anything that I, I would use anything that you want to do, because here's the thing: we've got we spend our lives in a in a booth, and depending on how many auditions and how hard you're working, experience life. The more life, Jill just did a, a short uh, that we posted on the YouTube video of going outside, just doing things that feed your soul um, and live your life, because you're going to get that experience. And the cool thing about that is that when you get back into that booth and then you look at that script and it's like, Oh, this is a script of somebody who's doing Tai Chi. I just did that Saturday, man. I know what they're doing. So you do a little Tai Chi at the same time. It informs your read. Um, you look like you had something to say. Oh, I just was going to say stand up uh, comedy. If you, oh, yes. if there's a yes. place to take stand up comedy, because there oh. are so many breakdowns Lately, they have asked for stand-up comics and for improv artists. And so if that's something that you're interested in, um, then that would be a great, great additional value to add. My gosh. If, if I was your age, I would probably do stand-up because that is the most addictive. When you get through that class and you've got – so I went through – we both went through it. She went through a different one. But we had two shows. The first show was – you know, you're getting out all your nerves. And then the second one, most people show up for that one and they're half lit. So it's a great crowd that you're going through and you're just going through your stuff. Even if you're not that funny, it's so addictive when you're like, oh, I have the power. Oh, Nate Bargatze. Now I know how you feel, <laughs> you know, <laughs> type of thing. Um, yeah, I would highly recommend that. Mm -hmm. Andrea, I'm so glad you made it. I did. I had my nights off, right? Yeah. I mean, I was, um, and you both spoke to what happened to me yesterday mm. and today. So I was really excited yesterday about a booking on Voice One, Two, Three. Mm -hmm. Got this great message saying um, the entire team loved your voice. I was up at 2 a.m., Heidi, because that's when it came in. It was very important. It was a health uh, medical um, commercial and I was all in, but all night I was worried because I did not hear from the client again. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, I was only 45 minutes into answering. Long story short, today, 24 hours later, it said he writes, um, the team decided to go a different direction. Oh. So I was not 8,400, but I was a little bit crushed. So tonight yeah. I'm like, how do you get back in and, mm. and build yourself back up? Because I was floating. I was high, you know, yeah. it was like, this is so cool. Yeah. But I was worried that I wouldn't be able to duplicate that low voice that came in at 2 a.m. Mm -hmm. Because that you're right, that's when all the stuff is coming in. Mm -hmm. So um, my day job is is suffering now because yeah. I'm all 
<laughs> auditioned out oh. by the time I get to work at nine. <laughs> yeah. like, give me some coffee and let me hang. So <laughs> how do you deal with that? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you both spoke to what I'm I've experienced, mm-hmm. you know, this week. Yeah. So well, if you need to uh how do you get back in there and <laughs> go for it? Because I feel deflated right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, first off, if you want to get that voice in the afternoon time, you come with me to the cigar bar. Oh, gosh. Don't we'll have rope cigars her into and that, Mike. Whiskey. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, Tennessee whiskey, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, did you want to answer? Well, I was just going to say that, um, Andrea, I just totally get it. And yeah. there are some days that I do really well. And there are other – I mean – Andrea, I have gotten released from probably five or six things in the past couple months. Yeah. I mean, in it, and I've even, there was one that I was really excited about and it was for a big brand name. And, um, and I even email, I find, I even emailed my agent. I was like, did they give you any feedback? Cause I was like, really excited about that. And my agent didn't even respond. And I'm like, oh, I should have known better not to ask. Um, but, it, so I just get it. And I think that there are some days where I can take it and go, okay, it's all right. This happens. It is no reflection on me, my talent, what I can bring to the table, or my future in this industry. And I think that's a big one. Um, but then there are also days where I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go home and I'm, I've got to be sad about this for a little bit. Like I need to go home, be sad, sleep it off, and then start over on the next day. Um, and, and honestly, the things that help me the most are there's several things, but it's all stuff that you've heard. Journaling, going for a walk, you know, listening to music. Um, cigars and whiskey. <laughs> cigars and whiskey. <laughs> um. You know, all those talking to Mike, Mike and I just went on a walk today, actually, this afternoon when he, you know, and we kind of talked through some of the stuff with his. Um, So all that stuff, it it does get a little easier, but then there are some days that it's just really hard. And I think it's really important to feel that. I think that it's also really important to be surrounded by people either in this group, in your accountability group, or I know you and Jill are close, Mm -hmm. you know, like people that can surround you and just encourage you when that does happen. Cause I think that that's the problem that can really derail all of us is when those things happen, we so quickly can go, what am I even doing? What am I doing pursuing this? This is crazy. This is too hard. It's too rough. And so anyways. And I'll also add to, um, we have done a ton of counseling mm-hmm. over the years, both for marital as well as on our own. I've got a counseling appointment in a couple of weeks. Um, you can't, if, if you're finding your validation, which I do, <laughs> which Sorry. she does, she's working through it. If you find your validation in, in what you do, it's going to be harder. So the more that you can find healthy ways around that and somebody to help you find healthy ways around that, where this does not define me, my performance does not define me. My booking ratio does not define me. The amount of agents I have does not define me. The more that you can realize that you are loved all on your own and that you are full on your own, the easier that it'll be. You know, it doesn't mean that it won't affect you, but you'll find healthy ways of of dealing with with that of what we perceive as rejection when it's just different direction. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I have a sense. great partner who reminded me of the millions of people who have never had one audition. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. One. Yeah. So we're all in this thing together. So go, everybody. That's we're right. Going to- <laughs> That's right, Andrea. I love it. Yes. Yeah. A question said, any advice on applying for VO reps in different regions, formatting wise for emails? I would say that the same advice applies for whether that that agent is in Wisconsin or L.A. Um, I mean, First of all, make it personal to that agent. And so you're going to need to do a little bit of research on that particular agent as far as who is the point person, who do they have on the roster, if they have, you know, spots open that you could probably fit into as far as voice style goes. But then the best part, the best thing that you can do in your email to agents is make sure that subject is attention grabbing. And I don't mean I want to join your roster something personal about you, if you can have the insight. we That's why we did this whole agent rep prep class. I created the curriculum because so many people, they get to that point of reaching out to agents and it is scary and people don't know how to do it and they don't know how to write an email to agents. And so then you end up writing an email and the subject says, VO talent or whatever, want to get on your roster, et cetera. There's a bazillion of those emails. People are not going to open it. You see some of the emails that we get. Yeah. It's, and it's, we're not even an agency. And we're not even an agency. It's crazy. But, um, so I would say just a sh- the short answer is without really being able to, if you did go through that agent rep prep class and we'll offer a new one in 2024, they go over the emails like specifically with you so you can practice writing your email and then get feedback from Chloe and learn how to write it really well. But put stuff that's personal and that subject, try and if there's something that within you, you offer that you can bring to the table that that agent may be looking for as far as in a voice, um, then put that in the subject that you have a better chance of getting their attention. Um, and then within the body of the email, make sure, keep it short, but make sure you put something personal. Share a little bit about you. There's so many emails that come through and are just like, I'm a voice talent. Here's my demo that's attached that not memorable and not personable. It's uh, agents is all about a relationship. And so create, you have to start off a relationship on a good foot. If and that's by being personal. If you who you are sending that to, do not send it. Do not write to whom it may concern. Yeah. You figure out who that is. Go through the process, the due diligence of finding out who you need to submit to as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to say, first of all, thank you both for um, offering your free time for this free event. We mm-hmm. This is a lot of great info from a lot of people. And awesome. I mean, every, I, I love everybody's in, input, your guys's especially. This is, thank you for doing this. Yeah. Thank you. And you guys are the, are like really like kickstarted my my. Um, go into voiceover because my wife bought a gift card for a intro to VO workshop at Atlanta voiceover studio. Mm -hmm. And five years later, I'm, you know, I finally got a demo done and, uh, and now I have to, uh, pardon the better, uh, terminology. I need to whore myself out to the world. (laughs) Um, but, um, anyways, um, uh, and not to corporate speak, but I kind of want to circle back to the Mm -hmm. whole, um, improv aspect Mm. that was just brought back uh, that was brought up um being an atlanta area person um i i'm all about wanting to get into the improv i'm i'm mainly focusing on commercial stuff right now i do want to possibly get into animation um 
um, obviously, well, I think narration as well. Um, but with the animation idea, definitely want to get into improv, but I want to get into something that is not performance based at the end. I, I'm mm-hmm. and I don't know if there's anybody in the Atlanta area that you can recommend or if you want to mention on the side without plugging anybody. Okay. Yeah. Right back there. Uh, that that okay. improv, uh, uh, group the that, blue that, light that Heidi back. was talking blue about light. behind that wall uh, get taped. They put mm-hmm. people, they put get actors taped. on tape uh, for you know shows here in town, but they also have acting classes and they have improv classes. And we've spoken okay. to them specifically saying, hey, if we push some people to you, they don't do shows. They don't have anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's low pressure, yeah. if you could say that. Okay. It's yeah. a comfy group. Matt and Brooke are fantastic. Um, I mean, I I have no problem going on stage and embarrassing the hell out of myself. I've been sure. doing it for years, but you know, um, yeah, it's just the it's the performance aspect that just like um, I've, that's what improv is for years. Always kind of been embedded in my head is you're going to do this performance in front of people and just it's like karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're just putting your best whatever improv kind of I don't know. Yeah. I'm rambling. I've had a couple of no, uh, Yeah. I think that it I think what you said but, too, Andy, was so important. I think it's um at least good even for myself to have these things where um where I can do something creative and but it's not based on my performance. Like my performance is not gonna be judged by anyone else, if that makes sense. Because yeah. our performances are judged by people every single day in voiceover. And we also need that time where it's the the freedom is to be able just to create without any judgment, without yeah. you know any pressure of that I've performance. Been tossing around, throwing out a an improv workshop for specifically for voiceover talent. So we might try and get that going in twenty twenty four. Essie had mentioned Dad's Garage, fantastic yeah. village. I don't know if Village is yeah, still around. Dad's Garage. You would just have to let them know wherever you go that you know you don't care about being up front, but that is fun. And there's mm-hmm. a certain pressure and a joy that comes along with that. But, you know, if you don't want to do that, it's it's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. That, it's not ultimately my intent is to perform in front of people like physically. Yeah. yeah. Because that's that's not what I'm I mean, the, as long as I'm able to do things, I can do things physically by myself and it's going to be projected through my voice. I sure. know that. Yeah. But that's it's just. Yeah. Um, so, OK, good take. I'm taking notes. So thank yeah. you very much. I appreciate and it. you can you can Laura email me had, if you have any questions. Yeah. Laura yeah, had a good suggestion absolutely. in there, too, in the chat. So oh, whole world. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Thank you so much for everything. This has been amazing. Yeah. Um, Heidi, I have the opposite problem of mm-hmm. you. You put a microphone in front of my mouth. I go directly to radio, announcer <laughs> voice, polished. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that this was going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a ghost from Christmas past. It has <laughs> been years. <laughs> so I'm in as a new person. I need to know what my natural voice is and how it's put, all of that stuff. Um, I did get someone to coach me mm-hmm. upon recommendation by someone else. They said, hey, this person's been in radio. You know, you should be able to figure out what your natural voice is. It wasn't a good fit. Mm-hmm. So my question is to the two of you and anyone else who may have some advice, how do you find your coach? Yeah. The person to help you with the goals you have right now mm-hmm. and who can also see where they need to take you mm-hmm. that you may not. Yes. They- that is such a great question, Manita. I also want to just open it up to you guys in the chat. If you want to share 
some stuff, experiences you've had or a coach that you've had that you really love. But I think it is important. And I think it's different for every person. You're going to click with somebody and you're not with others. Um, one of the things that's so important here at Atlanta VoiceOver Studio that we tell people all the time is we're like, our job is that anybody that walks into the store, you know, is coached via Zoom or whatever, is to find out where you're at, where you want to be, and take you one step closer mm-hmm. at least to that. And I think that that is the mark of a really good coach. And I don't, I don't think everybody kind of looks at it that way, and that's okay. But, um, but I will tell you that specifically, if I could give you a specific recommendation, um, you haven't done Steve Henderson's The Character of You class, have you? No, you know? no. So that is one, <laughs> Adelia. <laughs> um, if anyone's taken Steve's class here. Oh, you probably will know. Yeah, do it, do it, do it. He, yeah. His class, he has got that gorgeous announcer voice, and he is one of the most wonderful, precious people in the world, and he has come up with some really great, actionable, applicable ways to be able to um, discover your real, unique, authentic voice, and uh, yeah. And I would- Thank you. I'd also like to, Andy put in the, the comments, recommend taking virtual workouts with a variety of studios, with a variety mm-hmm. of coaches. You'll find who you click with. Make yep. sure you get someone who's actively booking as they'll know what's current, uh, what's selling in the current market. Yeah. Uh, Great, Andy. Get those recommendations. Try people out. Um, I think I mentioned this earlier. Learn all you can from one. Move on to, an, to another. And sometimes they won't be uh, a fit. Heidi, two years ago, ended up getting a coach and found out that this person was not a good fit. It was a very manipulative relationship. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there listening and I'm like, going through all the counseling that I have and we have, it's like, oh, we recognize this like that. And it's like, this yeah. is not healthy. And other people are fine with this person. So uh, right. find who you who you you know vibe with. Um, many places, like what we do with some of our coaches here, they'll have a 30-minute um, con- consultation. Yes. So that's a good Initial. way to, you know, you don't have to spend a full hour and it's a good way to just check and see if you vibe and if what they have to offer um, will be able to help you specifically. But Steve, with his deep bass voice, he's managed to, to figure out, you know, how to, how to get out of that. Mm-hmm. And so if he can help radio people, he can help <laughs> anyone. Because <laughs> you know what it was like. Yeah. 104.7, you know, and he just, right. it's like, oh gosh, where did that guy come from? Yeah. So. yeah. 